Scotty Black Witch. Hey, this is Sleazy McGuire. And you're listening to Let's Vibe. The gayest, and I mean the gayest podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and other listening sites. Today's topic is Let's Hear From The Men. Hey, hey, it's hey. raining men. Hallelujah, it's raining men. Hey, cuzzy. Hey, cuz. You good, cuz? I'm good, cuz. You good, cuz? I'm good, cuz. Guess what, cuz? What's up, cuz? We got a celebrity guest, cuz. Oh, word, cuz? Yes, cuz. Hey, y'all, celebrity guest, introduce yourself. I'm your handles. All right. Check, check, one, two. Check, one, two. This is uh, <laughs> a private joke for the listeners you don't know about this. So this is uh, Dame Baptiste, stand-up comedian, writer, producer, occasional actor. And uh, yeah, my handles are all Dame Baptiste on all your good socials. Um, check that. Should be uh, look for the blue tick. Um, but yeah, pleasure to be here. Thank you very much for having me. And my sincere pleasure to be the first man on the gayest podcast out there in podcast in the podcast world. Yay! Round of applause, round of applause, round of applause. Welcome, Dane. Welcome, Welcome to the gayest podcast on Spotify, Anchor, and other listening sites. It was vibes. And I, I want to tell you something, first of all, I guess uh, I'd be referred to as a cishet man. However, mm-hmm. however, it's raining men. I, I thought that song was amazing. I had no yes. idea. That's supposed to be an anthem. That's just two, two sisters with amazing, with amazing vocal singing. Yeah. Like, the, the, yeah, the vocal range of the Weather Girls was amazing. So I was like, this is a great song with some great vocals. Yeah, like, I was deep in my teens before I found out it was a gay anthem. Uh, yes, I got artists that don't like the Weather Girls. So hey, for me, the song is for everybody. Listen, I was like, a, I was a teenager with like with people like Donna Summer is the queen of disco. I was like, really? Donna Summer's amazing though. So yep. I mean, I still I still fuck with all of them. I need to see that. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you give me a, a give me a black woman ballad there any day of the week. Uh, yes. Yes. yes, I'm glad. Thank you so much for coming on here, vibing with us, because we've got some questions for you, honey. Don't we, cousin? Yes, we do. So, cousin, you want to throw him the first, uh, the first throw. All right, I got you, I got you. Okay. First question, why do men... Straight men stay in lesbian business? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. It's a good question. I am... Um, what caveat should I give? I feel like uh, I probably I probably have not been the next to speak for all men, but I can speak from my perspective. And yeah. I, yeah. I, I think the predominant the, the the primary reason that uh, men stay in lesbian business is that uh, unfortunately I feel there's a, there's entitlement to men, and the idea that women are having pussy politics without men being involved, whether it's uh, on a platonic or a sexual or romantic level. Um, mm-hmm. I feel right. like there's maybe an element of resentment, or envy that men can't, for lack of a better term, penetrate said uh, pussy political paradigm as well. So Ooh. I feel like a lot of men will kind of try and find see what they can learn. I also feel like uh, the uh, image of the lesbian relationship has been sensationalized uh, and glorified and uh, somewhat diluted for the consumption of men. I feel like uh, a lot of times, a lot of uh, social trends, particularly amongst uh, the diaspora and African-American men and black men globally, where they take their cues for uh, their attraction from mainstream hip hop. And I've seen like in the 90s where there was a large emphasis on women who were of East Asian origin or being Filipino, 
And in the early noughties, you had like uh, a fixation on Latin, uh, Latina women. And I guess one of the more recent trends in hip hop so far as the uh, objectification of women has been uh, lesbians and the whole idea about like men liking girls that kiss girls. But obviously the subtext of that is that they like to see effeminate women uh, engaging in um, the embrace of another feminine women for, I guess, to an extent for the male gaze. Mm -hmm. uh, and so mm -hmm. I think when men uh, find that they are completely disillusioned and that uh, lesbians are human beings with their own uh, drives and senses of carnality and community and ideals, I think a lot of men uh, become very intimidated by this. And the idea that some women are just like women and exclusively like women, yeah, can make some men who have been taught uh, on a social and cultural level to that... Uh, women are answerable to them, make them very uh, intimidated. Yo, I just got upset. Yeah. That was beautifully put, because what I tell you, I'm telling you what I told you, told you. I'll tell you what I tell you. Listen, this is the thing, and Dame put it so beautifully that, you know, people are in our business. People love to come into lesbian business and, you know, inject themselves. And especially like you said, like some men out there do feel as though that they're entitled to be in our business because it's something that they want. It's something that they need. It's something that they desire, even though they know it's not, I don't even want to say forbidden because for some reason, excuse me, that idea of forbidden fruit mm -hmm. is the thing that makes men want it more in some cases. And I feel like, especially when it comes to lesbianism, um, they do feel as though that, you know, they have to um, go, oh, yes, well, there's a lesbian woman. I must feel as though she's mine. She's my property. I've seen her in, you know, like in music videos, like Dane said, or in pornography or whatever. It's like as soon as they see that lesbian woman, it's like I must have that because it may be unattainable, but there's a way in which I can attain it. Wouldn't you agree, Dane? No, definitely. And I think, I think again, it even comes down to, in some cases, some men literally are just uh, in, enthralled with the idea that some women have the have a superior prowess with other women that they might necessarily have. And I can yes. talk with, and especially from a community where there are very few other ways for men to assert their dominance or masculinity. Mm -hmm. So they put, and, and or a lot of time an emphasis is placed on your prowess with women being a part of your masculinity. And I think when some men see other women are able to do the same, you know, they can feel intimidated, which is not, you know, for no good reason. But mm -hmm. because a lot of men, it's like, you know, men use their prowess of women as currency for one another. The idea that women can do this independently of them uh, kind of throws that whole idea in its head and stuff as well. So, yes, I, think I agree. Difference. I want to piggyback off what Flizzy asked you. And it's kind of like a it's a two in one. What's, what what do you think the fascination is for men when it comes to us lesbian women? And where do you think, not just like you said, obviously music videos, but where else do you think the obsession has come from and why? Um, well, I think that uh, still at this stage, um, I think the entirety of the LGBT community and the collective consciousness of that is still somewhat obscured to uh, cisgender and heterosexual people in general. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, only you've seen it like the turn of the century um more uh more depictions of the classic uh, homosexual relationship we've seen in like you know in sitcoms and in media but mm -hmm. i think they're to an extent uh 
lesbians still probably haven't really been given that space, mm -hmm. particularly uh, black lesbians. Yes. So I think a lot of it is really just a, a lack of awareness. And so what happens again is that rather than people taking the time to learn or interact for whatever reason, mm -hmm. people kind of take their cues from these more stylized or glorified versions of lesbian relationships uh, as opposed to actually getting it from directly from the source. Yes. You are a very intelligent man because some men are just dumb. <laughs> some men are just dumb, yeah. They, they are. I'm, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful, but there are some men that just don't have the same logic and yeah. the, the right thinking method as yourself. And if you can see that yourself as a cishet man, why is it that others can't? And that's, I don't know about you, Fliz, but for me, it's just really sad to know, like, you, they stay in the business, they want to be in the business, but then they judge the business that they shouldn't be in. You get what I mean? Yeah, for real. And then that also comes to another question that I personally wrote. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah, got, I got a question. Why do some men don't like support the LGBT community, mm. but watch lesbian porn or want threesomes with other women? It's a good question, and I think um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a great question. And I think I think and I think the answers are very simple. I think that people, uh, in the same way that you know. Being a black person, I guess it's that the analogy is that like people want the bread without the crusts. So I think mm -hmm. the idea of seeing women in this uh, uh, embrace with each other, and I think there's a lot of uh, I suppose gender norms that people kind of project onto this as well. Is that people see women as being naturally more nurturing and emotionally expressive. So seeing uh, same-sex coupling, even in sexual uh, situations with women. I think there's something that we're a lot more relaxed to. I think even men, they're very open to the idea of a woman being bi-curious because it all lends into this whole threesome kind of fantasy that a lot of men have. And so it's really, I think it's very simply like anything that's better than one woman is two. But the idea is in the same way that people, when they even fantasize and contemplate uh, polyamorous relationships, as you guys spoke about previously on the podcast, a lot of times the idea is that you have one, one man who has like, I guess, uh, a number of different women where mm -hmm. the idea of a woman having more than one man in a polyamorous relationship, people would be a lot more reticent to accept that kind of um, aesthetic. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, men support, uh, I think people support it because it exists in a capacity that they, re they feel they can control. So within a hypersexual, in a hypersexual uh, situation, then it seems a lot more, in the same way that, you know, Black women are definitely, like, if a, a black woman is presenting this hypersexual, people are fine with that. It's when the narrative comes behind it that makes people very uncomfortable. No, I hear what you're saying. I think that's a valid point. Yeah. I think that's a valid point because, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of the times there is a lot of fetishization when it comes to, you know, lesbian women. There's a lot of fetishization when it comes to women of color who are lesbians. It's like, oh, wow they start to use that terminology like, you know, exotic and, you know, oh, this is something I want to keep my, I want to keep my hands on, I want to keep my mind on. And they feel as though, they feel as though um, automatically that they are entitled just because they've seen said thing. They feel as though they're entitled to said thing. Is that what you're going to continue saying, Dane? Yeah, I think, I think that's basically it. And I, and I think it's almost like, obviously people are reaching the point where we're arriving at, nails pace but very slowly we're arriving at a point where to deny 
or to oppress the existence of a black LGBT community is no longer becoming realistic. So what you have is this very weird compromise where people are like, they want to accept it on their terms. And mm -hmm. you guys have probably even heard frequently people say some shit like, you know, I don't, I don't, 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 don't put it in my face. Yeah. It's like, it's like, and when you think to yourself, it's like me holding hands with a partner is not putting it in anybody's face. So it's not like we, no one's running up, like sticking pussy to people's face, being like, yeah, this is only for women. You like it? You can't have it. La, 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 la. Like, you can't have happening. this pussy. You weren't ready for the pussy. Yeah, no, no, no one's doing any of that. So I think, yeah, it's um, people feel like they, they want it to be on their kind of terms. And I think yes. there is there is an element of, uh, and there's an element of misogynoir that's linked to that as well. Is that like, you know, yes. your, your, uh, the aesthetic of your femme, lesbian is much more acceptable than saying someone being like a, a stud or a masculine lesbian and what's even crazy is that and i'm sure you'd be able to verify more than me you have like if a woman is feminine if a lesbian is feminine presenting a dude will be like you sure you've never been with a man like you like and it, it'd be stuff like you could be with a man like oh yeah yeah I'm so it's, it's like yeah you should be with the man you just ain't met the right man like, or, or, they, or they might be like, oh, we can't be friends, like because oh the idea God. that the, the idea within the paradigm of two women in a same-sex relationship, that the idea that no one's being like organically penetrated to a lot of men is like, so you're not exactly. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you're not you're not really you know doing it or anything. You just it's it's not real. It's plastic or it's silicon. I mean, granted, it's none of your frigging business what we do, anyways. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like people love, they love coming in and starting some ish and being like, oh, wow, well, you know, I don't know about you, Fliss, but like, how many times have you heard someone turn around and be like, yo, you look kind of nice still, you know, like. Yeah, bro, I hear that shit every day, especially at work. I hear that shit all the fucking time. What, people trying to hit on you, cuz? Yes. And <laughs> like, I bear look like you, so why do you want to talk to me? <laughs> Like it's shit annoying. <laughs> oh yeah, I I get it. I, I I we had this conversation before, Dane, on previous podcasts, but we're having it. We'll have it now. Which is Flizzy and I both have been hit on by men, and you know, told like you know, oh, I could make it better for you. We could be the best thing. Like it just takes the right kind of man. However, Flizzy has pointed out that I reckon it's it's more annoying. Not even more annoying. It's harder for a stud because. It's like, it's more of a challenge. A femme is like, oh, okay, it's a lesbian. I bet you do all that shit that they do in the porn. I'm going to hop on it. I'm going to grab you. I'm going to make you run. I've turned you back to straight land. Mm. Whereas with a stud, it's like, she looked just like you. So why are you trying to talk to her? It doesn't <laughs> make sense, right, cuz? You know, it really don't make sense. And it's just like, I could just be walking in the grocery store and here comes this big ass motherfucking dude just be like, what's up? I'm just like, hi. How you? You looking real cute. Thank, thank you? Like, uh, I'm Nigga, no. <laughs> and this is the thing, and it make it so hard because you do have those studs that do give into that. I don't even classify them as studs. It's just like they on the down low. They just they yeah, do they take it the down low, and they be fucking dudes on the low, and it make yeah. it so it make it like it gives men these egos. Like, oh yeah, I done had a stud before, but you ain't. Oh, yeah, you ain't having me. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
this is access denied access limited (laughs) you cannot reach this level (laughs) no but actually i want to ask you a question um and it's as an ally because you are indeed an ally um as an ally what would you say to men who think they have a right in quotation marks to lesbians, lesbians, us ladies who love ladies. Clap, 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 clap. I mean, <laughs> to be honest with you, my answer would be, are you fucking insane? Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm particularly disturbed by any person, particularly any person from our community that would punctuate any sentence by what they're entitled to or what they think they could do. Um, I really have to check the age of that person and maybe their IQ. And then, you know, sometimes <laughs> I'm making allowance for ignorance, I guess. So I can really get the context of that. But on the whole, I'd say to any dude, like, you know, you you really don't any more than you'd expect someone to be entitled to you because they perceive themselves to be your physical superior if you was in prison. You know, <laughs> felt, you know and I and I always use in prison, I, I use prison as an example because, you know, for men who cannot understand the fluidity of sexuality and gender. Mm-hmm. you know, you end up doing a long stretch, you probably learn a lot quicker than you think you would. Mm-hmm. You, you know, don't want to come down and get that soap. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, that's not even just about necessarily, you know, somebody being uh, forced into something they, or a relationship they don't want to necessarily, but it's like, you know, your environment can have an effect on your yes. orientation. And, and, you know, human beings are a social species. People have a need for coupling. People have a need for uh, realizing their carnality or um, any form of affectation. And in the form in which that can come, can vary. And, you know, so you, you never know. People people seem to have very uh, rigid ideas about who they think they are. But yes. understand, like, you know, certain environments may bring out a different side to you. And so for me, I always say in the same way, to, I just try to keep an open mind and I'd encourage everybody else to do the same kind of thing. But my, mm-hmm. my shit normally is like, you know, you got a mama, you got a sister, you got nieces, you got cousins and shit. Like you, like the idea of being entitled to any other human being is insane, man. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I, I really, um, I really feel, I, I really, I almost feel, I, I feel kind of sorry for people who really have their sexual orientation alone that make that a big focus of the entirety of their being anyway. So mm-hmm. I encourage people to kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> Find something else to do with your life, bro. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, a lesbian's business. That part. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I also will say is I feel like it just it it kind of saddens me how even though sometimes we progress forward, there are people who are so quick to go back. It's like they know right from wrong, but they choose wrong over right because what is wrong feels better for them, even though they know better. And as the saying goes, my mom taught me that, which is if you know better than do better. Uh. Yet a lot of people don't seem to understand that, that statement and how to take that into consideration in their life, feeling as though, you know, that they are entitled to, you know, lesbian women and they have a right to us. Like, you know, who told you to come and approach us? Like, do I look like I fucking want to talk to you? No. Don't be coming up to me. Don't be smiling at me. Don't be giving me the Cheshire Cat smile. Don't be trying to be like, hey, pss, pss, pss. I don't know you, pss, 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 and that, but you're going to lose them lips and them teeth. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't pss at me. I'm not a cat. I have is- a kitty cat, but don't pss, no, no. What's crazier is that I'm sure a lot of men know that approaching a heterosexual woman, that wouldn't be effective. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. 
energy to to a lesbian woman makes no sense either. So for me, yeah, I'm always like, um, yeah, I always just find it very strange that guys think they, they they could come on that kind of vibe. But I, I don't know. I feel like for a lot of people, and it's a very sad thing, they uh, reduce the uh, idea of like pursuing romance or mm-hmm. sexual uh, pursuits as like a numbers game. And yes, a lot of people aren't really seek, seeking a a profound deep or even like a very basic connection yes uh, yeah because of, and i think because of that that's um obviously long term that leaves people either feeling very despondent and constantly trying to repeat the process to fill a void yes but at the same time um yeah i i think sometimes and i've learned this through my, my own direct experience from well kind of my experience with people i've grown up with like some yes are people uh, overcompensating for their own latent homosexuality. No, I I totally get you what you're saying from that. Like, at the end of the day, um, I feel like people are so quick to judge others and their sexuality. Um, I totally agree with him on that. Don't you, Fliz? Yeah, I most definitely do. Because it's one of those things where, you know... Um, people don't seem to understand that, you know, you've got to have a a different kind of mindset. It's not about just jumping in uh, full throttle and thinking you can be this way without changing your dynamic kind of thing, if that makes sense. Um, And I think that's, you know, the, the most important thing of it all, like making sure that, you know, that people actually take into consideration that um that um you know take into consideration that you know you have to have a level of respect i feel like lesbians aren't respected i feel like lesbians aren't respected don't you cuzzy i feel like people look at us and think you know they can watch like i don't know lesbian tiktok or see us on you know different social media platforms and see us you know i don't know doing like thirst traps okay artistic videos and you know they automatically assume like oh okay she looks good and dun, 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 dun. and you know there are some people out there i've had people sliding my dms all slippery and sliding and you know trying to be like wow you're beautiful hi how are you hi how are you not and then me not responding i'm having those people who have sent me dick pics do you know how many dick pics <laughs> i get a day do you know how many <laughs> dick pics i get a day i had one man i've got to throw this out today I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to throw you and I need your advice because I just, I just want you to listen to what happened. Okay? So I'm on the phone with my other half, my beloved Wally, right? I've been with Wally for two years and some change, right? And I'm talking to her. We were watching, I think we were watching a film or something on TV. We are in an LDR, a long distance relationship. So the weekends are the time for us to relax, rejuvenate, watch some films, eat some food. We're on the phone, tablet, whatever, how we're talking. Please now, this dickhead here <laughs> turns around and messages me hello is that your wife because i made a an anniversary post for my mm. other half on the 19th of october that mm-hmm. obviously we two years anyway so he was like that's cheating two women that are good looking like that should not be together let me be with you let me impregnate both of you and then that way it's not cheating i said put a dick where my wife said who's fucking who i said apparently he's fucking us because i don't think He's not fucking me. I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hang on. How are you going to turn around and be like, 
So you ta- you're telling me that me being with my woman is is cheating? Jane, please explain to this man why he's an idiot. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he, I mean, we all know why he's an idiot. I think he knows too. But uh, <laughs> my, uh, but my advice would be just to reply him and say, me and my wife have discussed it, and you'd have to take a double pegging from both of us before we even consider. Yeah. So just yeah, just call, call him on it. Be like, all right, but well, we into we we do our thing too. So yeah, yeah. Ben over, Ben over, yeah. Ben over. <laughs> you talk, you you got a dick game like this. We're gonna have to bring the heavy guns first. See, what... heavy low, eleven inches. Let's insert your. Ah, uh, you just so... instead of instead of just eleven inches, you might as well just go ahead and just go ahead and get the fist from the uh from the, the sex toy. Fish, 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 <laughs> <laughs> just go, just like a mortal combat. Like, finish him. He won't ever say shit else again after you say that shit, though. Can you? No, but like the and it was the fact that this person. It was the fact that this person. Honestly, I should tell him I'm gonna fist him so hard. He's gonna feel it from his ancestors. No, he literally sent the picture because I was ignoring him, and then he sent a picture of what I can only describe of. The ugliest bishop piece on a chessboard, <laughs> <laughs> and he was just holding it like hi with his thumbs up, like you, it's an accomplishment. And I was just like, I don't want to see your dick, put your Peter Wacker away, please. Like, I don't, I, I don't... get it's like for me, it's like, why, why would anyone think that would work on a heterosexual woman, like in the first place, like you know, like. I've, and I've said this, I've said this on stage to a lot of men, like you know, to you know, dealing with heterosexual women at least. Heterosexual women are not strange; they're not strangers to penis. They're not strangers to dicks. In fact, most women I've had to live in this world are not strangers to dicks. Because even mm-hmm. if you're trying to avoid dicks, dicks are gonna be dicks. Basically, are like the zombies in the thriller video. They be showing up <laughs> at the windows. Like you, yeah, you leave a window open long enough. Like you leave a pie to cool, then there'll be a dick in it. Like, and that was in a movie, <laughs> so we know that shit happened. We know that shit happened because that shit was in a movie. Um, <laughs> But you know, I think I think it's very strange that you know men, even to themselves, reduce their appeal down to their dick alone. You know, yes. is it, even you gotta think about even how men are marketed to. Like you know, when you go on the internet, like when they're targeting advertising to women, there'll be a litany of different needs or wants or desires that they try to appeal to you before, like with like even with like spam folders and shit. Mm-hmm. Spam for men is like just crypto and dick, <laughs> <laughs> money and a bigger dick, and you just think like. Even if you had the biggest dick, like even if you had like a scud missile of a dick, like you don't go into a club and as people are like making orders at the bar, you come to start knocking down bowls of Hennessy, shot glass and shit. Be like, excuse me, everybody, VIP coming through. Y'all know what the P stand for. (laughs) Even that wouldn't work either. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's inexplicable. I don't know why guys know. And then it's like, it's, and, but then, you know, that's the kind of stigma you deal with as yes. a lesbian as well, is that this idea that you're too pretty to be a lesbian. Like, Oh, yeah, I've had that. Yeah, because if you told a guy you're too pretty to be a boyfriend, he'd be, he'd be offended. No, but he's the first one, but, like, he's the first one to be upset because it's like, let me explain. Why do you feel some men disrespect women when they get turned down, right? This just leads on to what you said, because I swear to God, I've had men going, yo... Hey, yo, my girl, you look nice, you know. You got a fat body, you get me? Like, yo, that ass is nice, you know. I'm not interested. Nah, but, like, I'm saying, like, I could be your man. I don't do man. You got a man? Nah, I ain't got a man. So, so you, you single? No. 
So if you ain't got a man, what you mean? Well, use your head, dickhead. Like, what do you expect? And then it's just like, you ugly anyways. I'm like, bro, you were just chatting to me for five minutes <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out whether or not you could smash. I weren't that ugly if you were trying to smash before. If you, if you, if you could come off your one knee, sir, with your ring and then finish the conversation. Yes. Like, that would be nice. But you, you were proposing saying, a minute like, ago. Yeah. But they, they do. I feel like there is this thing in society with, especially with, with lesbians, Flizzy, I don't know if you've had it too, but it's like, they will come at you hard, bars, by toilets, in the most, in, the, in, in super, like Asda, aka Walmart, they will come to you, just like, can I help you? Yo, like- The toilet like, one is always the crazy one for me, when do stand outside a club toilet, it's like, yes! can, my, can my vagina go back to room temperature, please, sir? Yes! I've just been, I just finished hovering, uh, you know, and, uh, I'm, I'm so you know, shocked you know about Bahama. You know. <laughs> but this is what I mean. Like, I guess I guess I try to observe empathy, and I really feel like if you've just finished cleaning your vagina and come out of a bathroom, you don't want someone being like, excuse me, man, if I couldn't uh, help but notice you just finished letting urine leave your urethra. And I was thinking yeah. maybe... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just you you yeah. everything out of your bladder right now. Yeah, you know, it's like, of man, like, you know, you look like a girl that's got a low amount of ammonia to me. I was just wondering. <laughs> <that girl. laughs> <laughs> Sound like you got some healthy kidneys up in there, girl. What's up? <laughs> You drinking lots of water. I know you <laughs> yeah, pee so good. much. I know why you pee so much. Yeah, you good. Yeah. You ain't gonna have bet, no gold stones, I bet you'll girl. pee real clear, girl. Ain't <laughs> yeah. I bet, yeah, I bet you'll pee clear. I had a girl before. She had like, she, it was like V8 juice, but you girl. You yeah. girl. You, you like that Avion. You, you like that Avion stream bitch. now. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true because it's just like, Putting the ass in Dasani right now, girl. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, I just don't understand why men feel the need to be like, no, I'm gonna like, and I, I swear, I've seen it in bars. Like, I'm listen, clubs and me just don't agree, but bars, I've seen man them just in the corner, like, yo, I'm gonna go chat to that one. Man's like, yo, but she's with her girl. Nah, nah, I got this, man. I got this. Hey, yo, pass, pass some two drinks down there. Yeah, I'm going to make it there. Are you seeing them? Like, they think they're James Bond or something. Like, it's just fucking Alba. Like, hey, yo, let me talk to you real quick. Yeah, let me talk to you. Yo, give me yeah. a snap, yeah. Give me a snap. First of all, who in 2022 is going, yo, let me get you snap? Who's still saying that? Who? I, I would say recently released child molesters at this point. Like, who, <laughs> at this point, I don't know who's still fucking with Snapchat. Who wants to see ooh, something? Ooh. I mean, I use the filters and I don't know who's still fucking around with Snapchat either. Like, I'm just like, yeah. um... Yeah, not for the convo. <laughs> but, but, you know, there, there, are, there, are so, there, there are so many reasons and they vary from man to man. And I think the reason why there are so many is because there's no open discussion about it. I think some men actively will engage in these uh, insurmountable odds because it's almost a way of self-sabotaging and covering yourself. I think some men, as I said before, like, unfortunately, and particularly in our community, very little arenas for men to reclaim, assert, or reinforce either their masculinity and to an extent, I guess, their maturity. So, mm -hmm. and this is prowess with women. Again, and we, men have been taught largely, uh, or it's part of a patriarchy, that women are currency. And so we measure, yeah. one, we measure the personal worth of one another based on our prowess with women, which is why men will, I guess, by that same metaphor, make crazy investments in order to kind of display a certain thing to other men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, I think 
particularly for our community as well, and again, you guys know better than I do, mm-hmm. it's still a taboo to an extent. I think mm-hmm. people still aren't as open to uh, black lesbians as have been. As I said, I've seen in other capacities. There's, there's like, there's a. I feel like there's there's guises in which a black lesbian is allowed to exist that people find it's. Mm-hmm. And when you say, when you say acceptable. Um, and they have these these guises. Um, I feel like that is very true, don't you, Flizzy? Like, I feel like there is a point where, you know, if we are, you know, if we look a certain way, you know, if we act a certain way, we talk a certain way in certain settings, be that business work or whatever, you know, um, I think we're covered in respect. Don't you think, cousin? Yeah, I think so. I most definitely think so. I think yeah. so. And then I know you said about, um, you just said obviously with the guises and you know in different spaces and stuff for especially you know black POC yeah black, definitely black, POC black, black lesbians lesbians of color is like you know you can be like for for uh, studs it's like if you're a rapper and you know there's kind of like the whole image that was created by Queen Latifah and set it off and some people are still stuck on that archetype mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then you know you'll have uh, I guess the a femme lesbian is kind of like the idea is that people don't even accept that you are as a feminine lesbian that you are homosexual they'll be like they'll think that you're uh bisexual and people Mm -hmm. see it as like either a phase or it's even more seen as that it's like a symptom of nymphomania and that you just will fuck everybody uh, you're a freak basically but again even that that's a that's a separate thing unto itself you know you're you're, uh, sexual proclivity and what you're into is very different to, and your kinks is very different to your orientation. That part. So that, that varies from person to person as well. But um, I think that, yeah, it's there's just been very limited guises in which uh, black les- lesbians have been able to exist within. And uh, as a result of that, people, and because most people take their cues from what they see in mainstream media, mm-hmm. they, they find only certain guises quite palatable. Because even now I'm trying to think at the top of my head how often I see a grown black woman as a lesbian as a professional or like a scholar and stuff being able to just like on tv and stuff like that and i'm trying to rap, like because even me I, i'm thinking like someone like a queen latifah or mc light but they started off as you know actresses yeah. and performers and stuff as well and even then it's like some people probably would have been uh well for, as long as it took for them to come out and reluctant yeah. about being open about their sexual orientation because like even there's the uh comic genie Ashere. Yes, who was, Gina, I love Gina. And Gina wasn't even a, wasn't able to come up right away because obviously she would have been dealing with some cultural norms that would have basically mm-hmm. uh, kind of repressed her. And uh, and getting, like I said, just having people have an understanding of that. And now seeing her in a show like Bob Loves uh, Abishola and, you know, just how unapologetic she is, it's probably one of the first times we're seeing a grown, openly gay black woman be yeah. able to postulate and, uh, you know, be herself in mainstream media. And, yeah, and I just think that's it. It's... it's uh, you know, being a, a black member of the LGBT has, you know, a number of its difficulties as it is. Yeah. And, and you know, so as a black lesbian, you're, you know, you're dealing with uh, sexism, yeah. misogyny, misogynoir, and racism. Mm-hmm. You know, so. All yeah. true. I want to say lot. something. No, it's fine. I want to say something. You said a statement to me, and I actually want to go on it a little bit further. And I want you to go into more detail and to tell our listeners. Mm-hmm. The statement that you said is that you wanted to speak more out there about sexual orientation and religion and how, you know, spirituality in the context of modern blackness, uh, blackness is. Um, 
and how it's it's mad like even nowadays especially like how black people ride for the church mm-hmm. real hard mm-hmm. without knowing all different ins and outs without judging people can you explain what you meant by that yeah well i think it's in it, I, I kind of was pondering it based on the questions you guys were asking where what's probably what has stalled uh the collective black consciousness from being more accepting of uh you know archetypes particularly from like black lesbians for example and uh what you tend to find a lot of the time when someone's maybe trying to give a more moderate form of uh, homophobia is that they'd be like, you know, I'm okay, but my religion says and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I, I would be willing to wager that like 99% of these people, if you were to ask them like to recant any other stories from the Bible, they would struggle. But people tend to be able to use the politicization, <clears throat> the politicization, politicization of mm-hmm. religion to justify homophobia almost if, because then it because what I think that allows people to avoid accountability yes and <laughs> I find it and the reason I find it strange as well is because obviously in 2022 like there are so many other elements of uh theological or judeo-christian life that we are able to dilute or compromise because we understand we're in a modern world and yet people still stay very rigid on this particular point Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing, especially as well, where we have like conversations about, you know, Pan-Africanism and or what we refer to as Hotep, where the idea is that embracing our blackness means that we reject Western Orthodox Christian ideals that were forced upon us mm-hmm. and that we embrace like more of a uh, kind of proto-Christian ideals, whether it's comedic belief or like more spiritual, paganistic or anonymistic uh, ideals. Mm-hmm. But and by that token, we are, and and by that token, we can anthropomorphize anything. We can say that like nature is a woman, and we can say that you know the night sky is like a goddess, and we use all these terms goddess, and then yet the idea that two goddesses can link up, even though they're goddesses, is beyond our understanding. That part, so, yeah. For me, it's like there's so many other. It, I guess maybe it's a funny thing is like it's like so many other elements and allegory we can use to understand the nature of relationships and to understand the world and the metaphysical as well mm-hmm. but it's very basic level we're not able to understand it so and i, I and i just think it's a you know and i guess I, I think of it because i think is the problem that's not allowing us to accept members of our own community because we're still being i guess almost brainwashed or being restricted by our judeo-christian belief because you know ain't it ain't What's the saying when people say that, like, the uh, colonists went into Africa and they gave everybody Bibles and took all the resources and we still got the Bibles and no resources. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. exactly. how valuable it really is. And it's then, like, yeah. it's like a lot of people don't seem to understand, like, if you look through history, especially one of the most racist Bibles you could possibly have is the King James. Mm. It's the worst. The and irony of- being that King James killed his own mother so he could be with Lord Buckingham, his gay lover. That's what Buckingham, who Buckingham Palace is named after. <laughs> exactly. Mad. And what shocks people is <clears throat> they have this notion where, oh, well, gays and, you know, they shouldn't be here like lesbians and gays. But if you look through history, if you look within like the Tudor period, you look through the Egyptian era, the Roman era, everybody was here and raging gay. Somebody somewhere along the way, that's why they had the bathhouses, all these women who were like, who had courts and they were living in these fancy palaces and whatever, they had had maidens. 
she wasn't trying to get knocked off by the man that she was with. She was trying to get knocked off by all the maidens in the bath. Same with the men. They were trying to get knocked off by the servant boys. And this is the reason why <clears throat> a lot of people want to turn around and say, oh, wow, you know, they do, they're, like you said, throwing it in your face and they're being disrespectful. But hang on. The only reason that being gay and being a homosexual was an issue is because of the population of children. That is the only reason why that was an issue. The mm -hmm. fact that people are like, well, how are we going to populate the planet? How are we going to, how are we going to keep having kids? It's, it, you can still it really, have children. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not an argument. I, I personally feel you need to justify it because the same mouths that are spewing the same kind of conservative narrative mm. are also the people that speak about not giving out to scroungers and people shouldn't be uh, living off of the state. And these are people that are, and people talk about like, there's too many people in America. We don't need any more immigrants. And so it's like, if we are, how can we have conversations about a lack of resources and overpopulation? And then it's like within human, within literal It's, 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 it's sad. It is sad, isn't it, cuz? Like, yeah. right, it is bang on sad. Like the simple fact that this is nature, but then people don't seem to understand, like, you know, they're going to turn around and say, oh, these people shouldn't be here. Oh, these people are taking over. As you were saying, Dane, you know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, that... it's just, it's just, for me, it's just crazy that, like, you know, there is a natural, there's obviously a divine design which allows us to control how many people are being made. And mm -hmm. for me, it's like, why are you concerned with people that aren't new and how they procreate or how they choose to procreate? Like, the way, the way, the way, I, the way I see it is like, if, if the idea is that about having more children, there are children in orphanages, in foster homes, that part. all around the world that don't have parents. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like, the problem is not about a lack of children. Or lack of parents, because the old adage used to be that it takes a village to raise a child. Yes. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's like this idea that because you won't have kids because you're in a same sex couple. Well, there's, you know, there are children. There are, for me, it's like there's obviously divine design. The fact that there's a child that may be abandoned because of their sexual orientation. And then you have a same sex couple that can provide a healthy home of someone that understands that person's journey. Like, yeah. why is that not being fast tracked? You know, whereas you hear in the paradigm of heterosexual romance like there's somebody for everybody well this is everybody but not everybody's the same and, it's and giving a, very much all lives matter but they don't right precisely <laughs> and for me but, but but yeah i just i just think it's i just think it's really mad that like people and, and what it comes down to i think is people and their own lack of control over themselves and i think yeah. when people have lack of control over themselves or they have fear about their own uh, lack of achievement and stuff. People tend to try and control stuff around them, uh, and also, and, and also, as fucked as it is, it's like some people's sense of self-esteem is built in being attached to what they perceive to be the norm, and yeah. to then see something that is outside of the norm, especially if it appears happier than they are or more emotional. No, I hear exactly what you're saying, and I agree with him. Don't you, Cuz? Yeah, I most definitely agree with them because it's it's just crazy. It, it is crazy. It really is crazy because it's just like, how can you do that? <laughs> how can you be that way? How is it that? Yeah. How is it that you have such a? What's the word I'm looking for? How is it that you have such a lap style brain, and you can't have any care and consideration for others? Don't you think, Dane? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, and I think that's it. Is that a lot of people themselves are very scared 
uh, of their own humanity and stuff not being validated. And I read, and I feel like, and I said a lot of time, I think there's a lot of people that are struggling with their own sexual uh, identity, both on like a, I suppose, intersexual uh, on an orientation level, as well as like a gender identity level. Mm -hmm. A lot of people very much struggle with that and can sometimes resent people that are cool with it. A uh, perfect example being like, you know, Marvin Gaye's father, you know, was a, a was well, we today would call gender queer, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and obviously having a surname gay like added to his perceived ridicule and kind of self hatred. And you know, I really feel like his um, his um, inability to express, I guess, what would be a more effeminate part of his uh, gender identity mm -hmm. was projected onto Marvin Gaye's mother. And he used to, and and that's the way I look at it is that, like, you know, how many people have created toxic environments because they weren't allowed to be themselves. Even yeah. people that are postulating as being heterosexual and being cisgender, because they've had to lie about it with themselves, how yeah. that resentment and how that angst and how that kind of inferiority complex has manifested and yeah. treatment of other people. And for me, you know, and and who knows, some people might be doing, some people may have been at the brunt of that and that might have produced the resentment in themselves as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously again, can't speak for everybody, but for me, it's just like, I don't understand why anyone who definitely has experienced love in particular yeah. would mm -hmm. ever deny that to another human being. If you really believe it in the way you say you do, like you wouldn't, no one, no one who's really experienced love would try to reduce that as a experience to something as minuscule as someone's gender or there's someone's sexual orientation. Because one thing we know anyway is that as time goes on and the older you get, being able to get the fuck out of bed will be more important than who you take to bed. Yeah. So even the way we polarize and stratify one another on these levels of sexual orientation don't make sense mm -hmm. in the first place. I also think it's interesting as well that like we are more and more aware that we are now sharing the world and sharing our consciousness with artificial intelligence that don't give a fuck about sexual orientation or gender anyway. So even the ways we've used to kind of like define our humanity by mm -hmm. is changing all the time. And I think a lot of people are uncomfortable with that like a lot of people define their humanity by these obligations like you're supposed to have a job and get married and have kids. And so it gives them this idea of normalcy rather than really having to consider their position on earth and what their purpose is. And so even when they see other people subverting it, it makes them feel uncomfortable because it's like, oh, people are doing what they want irrespective of what they perceive the outcome to be. And if I have to do that, I'm not sure if I can handle it. So it's much easier for them to try and repress what other people are doing. It is. It's that kind of pushing and making somebody fit. Like, I felt like that. I came out later in life, mm. um, as everybody knows. And um, it's one of those things that I did feel as though I had to fit that heteronormative, which was, I need to get married. I need to find a man. I need to get married. Have loads of kids. Live in this happy life with this picket fence and this dark cord fudge and never happy ever after. It was only until I started to live that life that I realised that wasn't really for me. And as the situations and things that had raveled and as time went on and realizing like, you know, from who I was as that Janae that got married in 2016 to the Janae I am now in 2022 and realizing my worth and myself and knowing that the power that I possess in myself as a human, not needing to, to fulfill the ideologies and to live to the expectation of the patriarchy is actually something that I hold dear and I'm proud of because a lot of people that I know were just like, wow, I can't believe it. Like, you should have worked on it more. You should have done it. How am I going to do something like that when I know deep down in my heart 
that I'm not really this straight laced girl, no pun intended, mm -hmm. that is going to go out there and be like, you know what, this is me, this is my life. I did live that life, but I realized the more I tried to push it and project it and let the world see, you know, this is my husband, this is my child, this is my life. I realized this wasn't for me. It was only until I started to talk to women and I started to realize, yeah, because, you know, I had my fruity pebble moments, as I always tell people. Mm. And I had my fruit loops, you know, I had my fruit pastels, I had my jelly tarts. Uh, <laughs> so for me, going out there and doing what I did and being the best me I could be was important. And only until I got with my other half, I realized, because she was the one who kind of opened my eyes and went, just be you. And I was like, okay, well, this is me, but I'm scared what people think. And it was only until, and I know it sounds so weird hearing this now and hearing, you know, saying it out loud, because it's something that a lot of people should already know. However, excuse me, one of the things that she said to me, she goes, do they pay your bills? Are they the ones looking after you? Are they the ones that you that you care about? Are they the ones who are look, you know, all blood. these things? When and you're like, in the no. fucking dark, do they hold out their hands to the light, blood? And if they that's don't, the I'm answer saying, is no. Blood. That's what I'm saying. It don't matter. And and also, you should also think about the decision to end your marriage. Is it's just a, it's also an act of love, in it? Because what you're doing there is that you're having the courage to walk away from an environment where three people could have suffered because of a lie. No. However, people look at it, time is a healer in it. And yeah, it is. You know, part of loving somebody is that you don't have to lie to them. And that love may not be one that is romantic, but there's a respect for that person's humanity to be like, there's no point in us walking down there. And anyone that really loved you as well wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't hold you in a position whereby you're not able to live your truth either. Because if you're not able to, how are you supposed to love that person as much as you can anyway? Exactly. So you know I gotta set that example because I have a child. My child loves my other half. That's her stepmom. That's who she cares for. Mm. She's understanding. She's got the understanding, as Flizzy knows all too well. She has that understanding on point. And she knows what love is in that respect. She understands that her mom loves her, her stepmom and vice versa. And that there's no tension and there's no anger. It's just two women who love each other, who's trying to create a future together and a happy home and a happy family. I just feel like it's sad that people in this day and age can't get that shit into their head because they're so stuck on the past and past values and, you know, from their ancestors. Also, you understand, the truth is, some people don't get to realise a love of their own. Mm. And, and, part of that, and part of that is one of the reasons why they all have all these things and try and reclaim it. Because, you know, to say your child understands, that's not a difficult task because exactly. that's the only obligation you've ever had to your child is to love them. And that doesn't change irrespective of what position you're in. Exactly. What is normally going to be the enduring thing is that if you are a, a person who's of sound body and mind yeah. and able to live and live within your truth, you're going to be able to perform that task as best as possible. Yeah. And, you know, as a child gets older, it's like for me, my parents obviously are heteronormative family to an extent, but a big change that happened in our lives was seeing my parents as people rather than just parents. Yeah. Not, not holding them to a certain obligation that they have to be able to uh, supersede their own issues by just being parents. Like, yes. if I say, oh, oh, you've got to be good parents all the time, they can, it's like, however someone is as a person is going to directly influence who they are as a parent anyway, because that's a job title. So for me, it's like, you know, yeah. it means moving forward, I can, anytime my interactions, well, my interactions with anybody they love, I love, yes. is, is to understand that that person's complex is a collection of, like, traumas and fears and angst and desires and hopes and dreams. And I try to, when I speak to people, try to get to the root of that. Rather yes. than focusing on a lot of these superficial things, and I think as I said for me, the main thing is you know, I just think you know dealing with it as, as a black lesbian is like it's the, it's the, a lack of visibility. I feel like 
we are much more of a matriarchal society. Mm -hmm. So there's probably like a subconscious dependence upon black women to exist very much as wombs. And for a long time, as a yep. part of your history, it was a status that you were forced into as well. Yep. So to kind of subvert that as a black woman makes a lot of people very uncomfortable. And, you know, uh, I can only say like, you know, I, I don't know what that experience is like, but anything I can do to mitigate that, I'd be happy to, you know. Thank so. you. No, that is brilliant. And what I was actually going to say is, thank you so much for your beautiful words and everything you said. And we want to obviously help our brother in this situation right here, because you have come here and spoke truth, facts, with sheer admiration, honestly. Tell the people what your next line of projects are. What are you doing? What What's new for Dane? What are you okay, doing? Uh, so first of all, I want to say thank you. Like for me, this is a uh, it's a great experience, and I hope that it's been a, a, a equal exchange of knowledge, and we've learned about each other. Yes. Uh, more simply put, I fucks with y'all heavy. So again, my name is Dane Baptiste, and uh, yeah, people can find me on all your good socials. Uh, I'm on Insta, Twitter, on TikTok as well. So I just put out some comedy content there, so people can check that out. Mm -hmm. I also have a podcast called Dame Baptiste Questions Everything, which I'll see you on very soon. Yeah. Right away. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, just just genuinely, man, I feel like the aversion to our community to uh, provide fully embrace, particularly for the black LGBT community, um, is doing nothing but holding us back in it. Yeah. And uh, you know, we're 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 all we're black before anything else, and that, and I don't mean that in an exclusionary way. I mean that in there is no element of the black experience that you guys don't share as well. Yeah. And, you know, because whoever people go to bed with ain't your fucking business. If you ain't the landlord and you don't own the room. Like, say that one more time, Dane. Unless you ain't the landlord and you ain't paying the rent in the room, then you really have to worry about other people's business. And, but yeah, generally my message to everybody is that like, it's these ideas are holding us back. We are in a time now, particularly where, our uh, unity is essential for survival. Yes. And to let anything as stupid as who, what other people do with their bodies is uh, insane. So, yeah, we we only as people we're only going to get it together. So anything I could do to help that, then yeah, I'm we down with it. we appreciate that, Damon. Thank yeah. you. And like really. like you said, please go check his stuff out. He's an amazing, amazing comedian, author, podcaster. You name it, he's doing it and he's thriving. If you have any questions, please, please, please direct them to myself or Flizzy. You can catch us on our socials. Um, you can click the community tab in the Anchor app. So when you see the questionnaire, which is what are your views, you can put your views. Same as on Spotify, you can click the reply button and you can put your views on there too. Um, my handles are Curvy Black Witch, that's TikTok. Um, on Instagram, I'm Curvy Black Witch with an 88 at the end for my birthday because I'm an 80s baby. Wow. Um, and if you need to, you can contact me there. You have any questions, any any theories? Do you agree with what we said today? If you disagree, um, please, please, please do come to us. And uh, Flizzy, tell the people how they can contact Les Vibe and contact you too. See, nah, I like how you had the old 80s baby in there because you know I'm the damn baby. <laughs> you 90s baby bitch. 95 <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> 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 but yeah um my handles are on tiktok is flizzy mcguire f-l-i-z-z-y-m-c-g-u-i-r-e um and on instagram is jamotion j-a-m-o-t-i-o-n-n underscore 
And also, I have a link tree in both of my um, social media. You finally fucking did it, cousin. You (laughs) finally fucking did it. I finally did. I finally got on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, um, if you go on the bio on my Instagram, if you go on the bio on my TikTok, just click that link tree. Um, There is a section that's called Let's Vibe Submissions. Go ahead and put all your information there. Any questions, comments, concerns that you do have, you can just go ahead and hit that. Um, As soon as you send it, I get it to my email and then I'll forward it to Nay and we can see how we incorporated into the podcast yes thank you kazi and again dane round of applause for dane baptiste everybody yes and we definitely want to have you back on here because honey we know that we know that you can bring the tea we can bring the confidence and you know you got the right opinion so you are definitely welcome to come back yes now let's just let's just let's just let the people say this one more time you heard me say, our celebrity guest is always able to come back. Did you hear me, Flizzy? Yes. The people he will hear me always, say, he is always. always welcome back because it is so refreshing. It is so refreshing to hear a man's take, not just like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, but real educated like a, responses. <laughs> and that's the reason why we said, Dane, we would love to have you back on a future episode of Les Vibe. And Thank we you are very so much. Thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much again. Thank you for having me. Shout out to all those black lesbians out there worldwide hey! as well. We stand with you. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yes. <laughs> this has been Les Vibe. I've been Curvy Blackwitch. He's been Dame Baptiste. Flizzy's been Flizzy McGuire. And this Bye. is Les Vibe. All that's left to say is deuces. 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 <laughs>